0: Thank you we grew up with a podcast that relies on nostalgia and a geeky sensibility each episode will talk about one of the video games that left an impression on us as kids put on some rose-tinted glasses and reminisce about it then replay the game and see how it's held up over the years this episode we'll be avoiding the mines, keeping our energies up and talking about f-zero for the super Nintendo. i'm katie i'm chris it's lights out and away we go so let's race let's go I know that most people aren't going to get that reference, and I don't care. <laughs> it felt appropriate.
1: It did. <laughs> Very much so. So, I mean, yeah. Look, F1's getting very popular in the States.
0: They're working on it. They're trying to make it more popular in the States. (laughs) So hello, everyone. We're back to a regular episode. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the non-Rose episode of Half-Life 2. If you haven't had a chance to take a listen, take a listen. Chris gets to rave about one of his favorite games of all time.
1: Can we talk about how I didn't realize that our intro, we've gotten it down so well with the timing that it lines up with our our opening theme. Uh-huh. And when I deviated from that, when they I was mixing the other episode, it just threw all the, it threw all the timing <laughs> off. And I was like, well, I'm just going to roll with it. But I, <laughs> that's one thing that I've taken, taken for granted.
0: And that's purely kind of by coincidence. We've just, I think got the cadence yeah. down. Yeah. But yes, check out that episode if you haven't had a chance. And also, again, as always, we really appreciate everyone being really flexible with our not updating episodes as often as we want to. Obviously, a lot of life things have happened. We have things that are going on, but we really appreciate everyone being flexible with us. And we are trying to get as many episodes out to you all as we can.
1: Some of those life travel things are going to mean some opportunities down the road. So so that's that's going to be fun.
0: (laughs) With that being said, it's time to get into our video game trope of the day
1: trope of the day so this episode's trope of the day is the computer is a cheating bastard. We've kind of danced around this trope with some other tropes, but let's just dive into this one because you see it everywhere.
0: We, you see it all the time and it just needed to finally be called out. The computer is a cheating bastard.
1: If you look at TV Tropes page for this, they have a note. Since this trope is so incredibly common, only egregious examples should be listed here. Yeah, so It's that common.
0: The explanation is when the computer is able to do things that you as a player cannot, even when everything should be equal. So this is when they have the same weapon as you, or when you get the weapon that they were just using, you don't have the same abilities. This is when their hitbox changes, or they can do things despite you breaking like a guard and stuff like that. It's basically the computer gets away with stuff that you as a player can never get away with because it's a cheating bastard.
1: And in fairness, a lot of this is just because programming AI is hard. Yes. So it's it's way easier to just kind of make the computer perfect. It's Absolutely. just annoying when that happens.
0: Right. And as Chris said, in the TV Tropes, they say only egregious versions need to be called out. And I will say, F-Zero has its own page.
1: It has its own page.
0: Because it's so egregious. <laughs> With our game of the episode, F-Zero, we've talked about rubber banding in earlier episodes, and of course, it's a racing game, so there's absolutely rubber banding in this game. With quick refresher, your opponents always can manage to catch up to you, no matter how far off or how good you're driving. They will always just kind of catch up to you. The other thing I think that's important to point out is when we say that AI in this game, the main four that you can drive as, the other three are the main ones that benefit from the the computer as a cheating bastard. There's other AI computers running around, but it's really the main named character cars that benefit from this because the other thing is those drivers don't die the way you do like they could quote unquote run out of energy but they will never die
1: yeah rude they'll come back they'll it's it's so annoying
0: Yes, so so very annoying (laughs) Uh, Also, in master mode, which is the hardest difficulty in the game, all of the vehicles can go max speed with perfect handling as an AI. Not for you as the player, but it doesn't matter. For the AI, they can do whatever they want.
1: Again, it's really hard to create difficulty, especially for a racing game. Yeah. Unless you're designing an incredibly complex control system, the way to do it is to degrade stats. So, like, pretty much... Yeah, your expert is just them working as they want to without any sort of, it's just like, all right, here's here's the racing line, you're just going to follow it. Yeah. We don't know really how to do it other than that.
0: Exactly. So there is quite a bit of cheating in F-Zero, but again, it's not the only game this happens. It happens everywhere and in a lot of different genres of games so fighting games i think are another great example where the computer is a cheating bastard the one i saw and i felt often was in street fighter their charge moves so where you have to hold the move to make it happen blanca's electrical charge is the one that i always think of as a charge move mm-hmm. it's like really classic and then it is his roll attack both of them are charge moves
1: mm-hmm.
0: which means you have to hold specifically especially the arcade version you have to hold the joystick in the direction that you're trying to charge Yep. The computer can do these charge moves while going in the opposite direction the move ends up going because they don't (laughs) need to hold anything they can just do it. Because they so just instantly
1: unfair. instantly just add the ability. There's no yep. there's no built in computer has to do the combination. It's computer will do this move right now.
0: Right. And again, when you're getting to those harder levels and they just hit you with their really, really tough special move five times in a row when they should not be able to do that, <laughs> it gets very frustrating. Just saying. Again <laughs> you can only
1: fit so much smarts onto a tiny little cartridge or cabinet. I know. One of the things that came to mind for me really quick was was Warcraft Two. Okay. Like, and a lot of those early RTS games where like the computer doesn't have fog of war, so they just yes, know they everything, everything all the time, and it's so annoying because you could tell based mm-hmm. on how like it's gotten better. It's gotten better, but there's Starcraft Two had a whole bunch of other issues Warcraft with or Starcraft. The, Starcraft Two. Okay,
0: because you said Warcraft originally. I did. Okay, and you're switching it up. Okay. I'm okay. switching it
1: up. I'm saying in, in Blizzard has gotten better with their AI, but apparently it just was all broken once they released the whole co-op thing yeah. where like units would just show up. I, I attribute part of that to Blizzard just giving up at that point. And <laughs> just, that's just my incredibly cynical, cynical take on it. But I think that's fair the AI in the co-op stuff was just so broken and stupid
0: no that that's fair I guess an RPG I don't know what to call Pokemon
1: it's an RPG
0: RPG in Pokemon what else would it be uh, which spoilers we've been playing lately the trainers that you end up fighting they can have moves for their Pokemon that are well beyond the level of that Pokemon so like let's say you have to oh, get this yeah. move at like level 20 you as a trainer oh, you'll encounter that exact Pokemon with the trainer at level 15 who has that move. And you're like, you shouldn't have that move. <laughs> or they'll they'll be an evolved Pokemon, super low level of evolution. You're like, oh, you evolve at level like 40 and they'll be oh, evolved yeah. at level 30. And you're like, oh, cool, rude. Whatever. And so they do that. But also specifically, I like this. And this one I looked up, but they're like, if you happen to have a move like self-destruct that you and your opponent have your last Pokemon faint i will say not die mm-hmm. faint at the exact same time <laughs> it's like a casino the house wins and draws so like even though you both have them both fade at the exact same time it doesn't matter who it is they will win because they win the draws so you know little things like that
1: i don't know if i've ever run into that yet
0: i haven't run into it so when i read that it was uh. interesting and i was like oh i'm not surprised again because she's trying to then program well who did the move or who had more like I get they have yeah. to make someone wins, so they'll always give it to the AI. But it was like or NPC. But I was like, ah, oh, jerk.
1: Yeah, well.
0: Another game that we played earlier in the podcast for Crash Team Racing for the PS1 Nitrous Oxide starts the race before the green light. He just gets to start early. <laughs> like it's not even rubber banding. <laughs> he starts before you're allowed. Because and and their explanation is he's a villain. He doesn't follow the rules, which yeah, I love that I, explanation. I, but good. Yeah, in fairness,
1: they Russia. lean into that. Yeah, they oh, lead, they, they kind of <laughs> lean into that.
0: That's how that's how they scale it up. Is like, oh, he's so much better because he just gets to start before you. <laughs> and also, bosses have unlimited weapons in that game. Like on the boss level. Oh yeah, like, they have unlimited I, that's weapons.
1: that's just kind of like a thing. That's yeah. their. I and mean, I that's that. that's they're why they're like, oh, that's why they're a boss. Like exactly. uh,
0: they have the, again. That's you, you, how they scale. They try to scale differently than some right. other you know racing games. And so I get it, but it's still cheating. Oh yeah,
1: I you're you're not <laughs> wrong. You see it in uh, Final Fantasy games, yeah. the mini games a lot of time in Final Fantasy Seven.
0: Mini games,
1: yeah, uh, the chocobo racing. Like you've just got the super super op.
0: Yeah, the black chocobo and the chocobo racing in uh-huh. seven. He always like nothing slows him down. Nothing. No, you just have to have like. I a mean, that's the
1: ch- point of the black chocobo. But I know, like, but my black chocobo you... got
0: slowed down all the time.
1: Well, that's fair. Cheaters, cheater.
0: Yeah, because uh, uh, Final Fantasy VIII Triple Triad, there's a lot of rules that are just super broken. That if you're this certain rule play is in place, the computers basically can just dominate you. Uh, and same with Blitzball and FF10. Like just the mini games in general and Final Fantasy, because again, they're not important, so they're like meh. They can be right. broken. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Triple Triad is just stressing me out, and we haven't even gotten to that episode yet. I know.
0: Uh, I kind of allude to it but like hit boxes in general sometimes you're like I hit you and it's like nope no you didn't and you're like
1: "Mm -hmm." or or the converse where the enemy is using I guess not hitbox it's hit scan weapons which is kind of the same idea mm-hmm. but if they're using hit scan weapons and they can see you from across the room will instantly hit you because that's how those weapons work yeah because they're not projectile weapons it's just that's why a lot of the older games would like they would yell out when they saw you because that's yeah. your chance of running away
0: right yeah but right there's a bunch of
1: games it, that, that's funny. that don't do that where it's just like oh there you are hit scan weapons are terrible what?
0: What game was I just playing that that was happening? It's- oh, game that I might eventually do a non-Rose for of Kaia the Dark Legacy. They have that.
1: And it's very obnoxious.
0: It's a game no one's heard of. Don't worry about it.
1: I was going to say, the only reason I know about it is because you have it. Yeah. And I had to send it to you when you I picked sent- up all of our old PlayStation games. I was like, this is-, I- this is definitely Katie's game.
0: Yeah. Some fun pop culture references is the Matrix, the agents were basically the cheating computer. Yeah. I think that's a perfect example.
1: Yeah, they could they could just kind of bend and change physics to do yeah. whatever they wanted to because or they take were over
0: any human they wanted.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing that came up when I was looking through some stuff is the thing. Mm-hmm. And this is such a random, it's more of a, a fun goof than really the computers a cheating bastard, but it's kind of the same. So at the start of the movie, Kurt Russell's character is playing chess against this old, old chess machine computer thing. And then it's like, oh, checkmate, computer wins. And if you actually freeze frame the screen, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's character is actually about to win, like is winning, and is pretty much has checkmate, and the computer was just lying.
0: Okay, that's which funny. again is
1: is just a film goof, but it's it made me laugh when I read about that. He then proceeded to pour his whiskey into the computer yeah. and break it.
0: I think it happened all the time in uh, the TV show reboot because
1: <laughs> the whole sh- that whole
0: g- that whole TV show was about the computer NPCs being alive in in your computer.
1: I was gonna say, which is funny, because the computer being a cheating bastard is the protagonist in that yeah, show. Yeah, you're
0: rooting for them. If you haven't watched <laughs> Reboot, it's like a Canadian show. I want to say, but it was great. And yes, we loved it. I'm sure one day we have to do an episode on Reboot. I feel like we have to do something on Reboot at some point. It's
1: come up at least multiple times because when we were talking about Vector Man, we talked about Fong shading.
0: Yeah, and so one I of the characters like have- is Fong. Again, yeah, we've mentioned it in multiple episodes in the past. We've had. Versions of it with rubber banding and artificial difficulty, to be fair, can come into Mm -hmm. The Computer is a Cheating Bastard. They all fall into that. It's going to pop up again. We just finally had to cover this as a trope because it's just such a massive trope in the industry. And that's why The Computer is a Cheating Bastard had to be today's video game trope of the day.
1: Trope of the day! So it is time to talk about the game of the episode. Katie, what can you tell me about F-Zero? For the super nintendo
0: so f-zero came out in 1990 in japan and in 1991 in north america 1992 in europe so it was kind of spread out when it was released the game was developed by nintendo and i'm sure as a lot of people might know but maybe not there are now 10 games within the f-zero franchise which is a lot more than i thought with the last I, one, i actually
1: being, didn't know it was that many
0: <laughs> i was gonna say with the last one being published in 2004 I think notably it was a launch title for the SNES in Japan. So it was the only game available along with Super Mario World for the SNES when the the system launched. That's I think why it came out so much later in in the other regions because the system itself launched later in the other regions. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a launch title and you always with launch titles you always see like they experiment and push boundaries as much as they can
1: for these games. And they want to show you what the technology can do. Do Like, exactly. look at all of, uh, it always makes me think of, like, the Wii U and all of their launch titles, or even the Wii, yeah. where it's like, let's have all these games that use our gimmicks, and then, like, all the developers realized those gimmicks were terrible and moved away from them, but...
0: <laughs> Sometimes, but... Yes.
1: No, launch games have a purpose.
0: A launch games have a purpose, and, of course, as much as this game was revolutionary at the time, it was showing how amazing the new system was, it was nine people in-house, which was th- including three programmers who worked on God. this game. Which is just every nuts. time.
1: What did the other six people do? I guess uh, artists.
0: There were artists. There was sound development.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is. I, I'm definitely not showing a bias on where I work.
0: <laughs> You're <not a> programmer, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs>
1: Sorry, sorry to all the artists and
0: the directors, and sound game. people, and
1: the directors. All right, all right, fine. I already apologized.
0: <laughs> so this game introduced Mode Seven and raster graphical planes to the SNES, which we have talked about in old episodes. But Chris, give us a little refresher if you can.
1: So Mode Seven was just a, a different way to render graphics, especially in a 3D plane. I guess not really a 3D plane, just like a big 2D moving plane, kind of like a map type area where you're moving through that plane in in like a a 2D way, not necessarily top down, but possibly like in, in that isometric view it was just a way to do that faster and a way to render it with perspective and it was a way that it rendered bits and pieces more efficiently so again it gave you the feel of a 3d world and it gave you perspective as you were moving through a world which is you know a big deal when you're yeah. trying to design those graphics perspective is such a big Thing. It's one of those, it's hard to put a finger on. You'll never comment when it's done well. You'll always comment when it's done incredibly poorly because it just looks janky and terrible.
0: It's one of those unsung heroes.
1: Yeah, we talked about it in Final Fantasy VI, the overworld when you're in the airship flying around. That was a big thing. So this was one of those first games to show off the Mode 7 stuff. It should be noted that this game was fun enough and the graphics were neat enough where it came up multiple times and, uh, of course, everything comes back to Masters of Doom. John Carmack and John Romero loved playing this game when they were busy developing Doom, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. Yeah, like...
0: Uh, makes sense. With this game being as revolutionary as it was, it was unsurprising that Nintendo kept pushing this title even down the line and I got to learn about the Nintendo Power Peripheral which essentially was a blank cartridge that you could purchase and then you could go to retail shops that had these like kiosks and you would insert your cartridge and you could download basically certain games that were made available and you get a cheaper version of that game on this like periphery and then you could change it out all the time and it would switch and I think it could hold like a couple games on there at a time and it was just a cheaper way that made some of these games more available, which, A, that's awesome that they did that's this. That's fascinating. It, also, it was also by doing it on those kind of cartridges, it made it proprietary, so it was, less, it was harder to copy. Oh. And there were more protections around it. But So they did this, and of course, F-Zero was one of the first games they made available through this mm-hmm. peripheral in 1997. So six years after it came out, seven years after it came out in Japan, because this was, of course, something only available in Japan because we never get anything y- yes. cool in the U.S.,
1: this is this is absolutely something that sounds like it would be Japanese only. Yeah,
0: they, they released it again because it was so popular they knew people would want to download it, which is kind of really cool. So it was one of the first downloadable games for the SNES. Yes. That's
1: really, really cool. Really
0: neat. But getting into our speed runs of this game, the Grand Prix, so this is completing all three of the cups, all the races, finishing and winning. The record was set in 40 minutes and 20 seconds, but that was set eight years ago.
1: I legitimately can't think if how blown away I should be about that. I just really? don't have a scale. On, I'm assuming that's very quick. It seems very slow, but, but it I, I, seems.
0: I think it it seems slow because you can only go so fast. That that this is one of yeah. those games, which is I think why it's not so popular in the speedrunning community anymore because there it's not a game that you can find shortcuts for. Because literally, they they and another yeah. the computer is a cheating bastard. It will pull you back if you take a shortcut mm-hmm. you're not supposed to. <laughs> so there's only so i think there's only so much you can do but i thought the interesting thing about the speed run that i noticed was level didn't matter on speed runs so while a majority of the speed runs were done on the master level which is the hardest level on the same exact counter were someone on beginner or on mixed so they would take certain races easier than others and they all counted to the same overall standings so clearly that doesn't have an impact like you don't go faster in master it's just harder so i don't know why you but i
1: wonder if that almost if you're better it's easier because you don't have the computer just blundering around as much
0: i'm guessing it's something to that effect yeah that deep into it but that really interested me that like there was no it wasn't like you had to be on the master level to get on yeah that's fascinating it was any any levels mattered so that was kind of interesting with the speed runs other fun facts there's an f0 jazz album
1: i mean that also doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> I know. and now I, I i i saw this in the notes and, and i really now. i want it so bad
0: <laughs> i know right it came out in 1992 but i i just love that they did a jazz album that's so cool so now you're going to have to look this up
1: i am going to have to look this up
0: the other thing I found really interesting is Nintendo has recreated, and I do mean recreated F-Zero in multiple other games as a minigame. There is a playable version of this in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, as well as in WarioWare Incorporated Mega micro Games, <laughs> which is just kind of funny uh, that these are like, they're, they're playable games.
1: And it showed up in Mario Kart 8. I yep. think a couple levels at least well, the at least show one. Up, yes. Yeah. So like there's definitely still like a legacy of this game.
0: There is. And and there's good reason for it because it was really popular. It got an 83% aggregated score on game rankings. Famitsu mm-hmm. gave it a 37 out of 40. I know those scores always drive you nuts, but here's a weird one. Nintendo Power gave it a 16.9 out of 20. What?
1: what i you know some guys Why? it's it's he's up at like 2 a.m and it's just like uh, it's not quite a my 17 brain, he told me to take off a 10th
0: but it, it multiple times it's been ranked as one of the best console games of all time 97 electronic gaming monthly had its mm-hmm. 18th best console game IGN ranked it as 91st best game ever in 2003, so obviously it drops as more and more games were released. Well, that it, happens. I think it's important. Like, it's so respected and well-loved, and that's, I think, why it was so shocking that there hasn't been a game since 2004.
1: I mean, that's more of Nintendo in general found their cash cows and kind of just moved but, on. Like... But
0: people are have asked about it, and so actually I have quotes that <laughs> basically... Will there ever be a new F-Zero game? So in 2012, so now over t- 10 years ago was the last time there was really any specific mm-hmm. talk about it. But in 2012, Miyamoto was interviewed and asked about the new, a new game. And he basically said, why does anyone want an F-Zero game? Because everything's already been done. Which is sad when you think about it. But they want to uh, innovate. Mean, the key is they yeah. don't want to just create another They have a kart racing game. They have a racing game in Mario Kart, of course. So they don't Mm want to create another just generic racing game. If they're going to do it, they want it to be special like most of the F-Zero games were. And I think that's why it Mm -hmm. petered off by the end because it wasn't special anymore. And so they basically said they won't bring it back unless something can make it really different and stand out. So some people are wondering if in VR, if something's going to come out with VR because that could be the next step. I don't have high hopes. But it would I, be. I
1: could just imagine the the VR sickness in an F Zero game. <laughs> like, God. I mean, I say it like they don't have like racing games in VR. Yeah, but-, but
0: we'll see. But so it's just kind of fascinating to me that this is such a well-known franchise. Yeah, that is but interesting. As you said, instead of creating a new F Zero game, we now get F Zero tracks in Mario Kart.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what happened. Yeah, and it's kind of they took a lot of the. I'm sure they took a lot of the the development that went into F Zero and put it into the newer Mario Kart games. Yeah. Like, look at like the hovercraft mechanics and exactly. the upside down and and
0: all of the interesting mechanics that could have gone to F Zero are now just in Mario Kart.
1: Yeah, and that's kind so, of so. I of mean, yeah, it's disappointing, but I could absolutely see where he's coming from.
0: Yeah, but is it? But it is. I think it's such a franchise name that people were still asking about it, despite the fact that games haven't come out in a long time. And people are still kind of clambering about it. I still saw articles that came out in 2022 and 2023 about like, is there going to be another F-Zero game? Where's F-Zero? Like people are still <laughs> asking about it. So it is kind of really interesting. But before we get too much into the future of F-Zero, let's go back to the past. It's time to play that Chiak Arena of Time, get a chance to talk about the game with our rose-tinted memories before we had a chance to play it again. So let's Play that Chioker in a time and go back to the past.
1: Sounds good. Let's go. And that music means we are back into the past, back before we have played this game. Katie, what can you remember about F Zero for the Super Nintendo?
0: So F-Zero is one of those games that I remember being so, quote unquote, blown away by because it was the first futuristic racer I ever played. I know that's like not an uncommon genre in the future. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. You made this face. I, I did. I'm just trying to p- figure out futuristic racer as opposed to Mario people on go karts. Oh, no, yeah,
0: but those are, yeah, because it, it's a go kart. It's really simple. It's it's just cars. But this one it was like, they're mm. hover cars. And it's like, the whole, they, <laughs> they had the motif of it. I'm not saying it was yeah, like yeah. really different. I'm just saying it had a motif of being like really interesting, of like, it's the future. I, I'm really hoping. I don't remember how far in the future this game was it was set, but I'm really hoping it's not like 2019.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> it is. It's like 2023 or like
0: right. I, I mean, yeah, that, that's it's always the, the year funny part.
1: 2000.
0: But no, I remember it was a, it was a fun. Like you were a hover car. I think you weren't supposed to be in the car because or no, like like there was a quote unquote death elements to it, but you didn't really. No, die. you were
1: absolutely driving the car. Yeah, yeah because. Yeah. Do you know who one of the characters was? No. Captain Falcon.
0: Oh, that's right. Of course, Captain Falcon.
1: Come on.
0: Of course. No. As soon as you said it, I was like, "Wait, I shouldn't." But that's the point. It's like it's so much of F. I almost said F one.
1: Um... Well, so so that's a thing that came up, right? Like when we played it, this was this was as as we keep saying another babysitter game. Yeah. F zero, whatever. Now it's like, oh, I understand why they called it that.
0: Yeah, I have to assume that that's based on F one.
1: Yes, I don't know why because they it's went... higher than it's higher than F one, right? Right. So right. because you've got your your build is F three, F two, F one is the height of motorsports, and it's like F zero better.
0: Yeah. No. So it's F zero, and it's such a. So much of F Zero now appears not in F Zero. So, like in modern Mario Kart games, there are F Zero tracks, and uh, Captain Falcon shows up in Smash Brothers, and like that kind of stuff, which is just so funny. Versus like the actual game, the original game, it was just a racer. Like I, you had energy and speed ups and all that, like that. But I don't think there were weapons or anything in the original games.
1: No, 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 no. There were no weapons. Yeah. It was just straight up racing.
0: It's just racing.
1: And and I played this a couple times again with the the SNES classic mm-hmm. because it's I just remembered playing it. So again, yeah. not nearly as as far away, but sure. Yeah, there was there was no weapons or anything. Straight up, straight up racing. The, I remember the the walls can hurt you if you yeah. run into the walls. That the, you, because you had like a health bar.
0: You did have a health um, bar.
1: Yeah. Oh. And, and if you ran into other cars, it would it would hurt you.
0: Right. And there was some, like, I'm sure the quote-unquote story element of it was there was an element of death to make things exciting or something like that for, like, the future there was, crowd. There was
1: no story. I, yeah, I'm, but
0: the fake story that they put in the manual, you know?
1: <laughs> I, I guess if there was a manual. I don't think I ever read the manual, and now we'll have to read that because I'm sure that's where all that came from.
0: I'm sure, because, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, it's so funny, again, that there's so much of that game that has shown up elsewhere outside of the game itself. But it was just, it was a really basic game, but I think that's why I really liked it at the time was because it was just, it was easy to just hop and play. It was it was similar to Road yeah. Rash in that mental capacity of just like, it's a racer. Like, it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. You just race.
1: It was the the mechanics, as I remember, were good. Like mm-hmm. they, you know, you had boosts. You got a boost per yeah. lap.
0: Yeah, and I think you could pick up little energy things to help, like, no.
1: I don't think so. I think you only got one per lap. If okay, you maybe did it was like, just
0: per lap.
1: If you did like the time trial version, mm, okay. you got like three to start with or something like that. I remember they had like a pit area, like a, a yeah. quote unquote where it, you could heal if you drove through it. Right, but you had to go remember, slower,
0: like a pit. Yeah,
1: I, I remember as a kid, you didn't have to go slower. But, like, I remember stopping in the pit area to get healed, which is not good for your race, but, no. you know.
0: But hearing that, it, it, it's so funny of, again, the now as an adult realizing how much they were basing it on, like, F1. That's just so yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> there were four four different cards you could choose from. Do you remember okay. them?
0: No, not at all. They all hovered.
1: There they they were colors was the big thing. Uh, was, was there was, of- and again, this is sort of cheating because I played it. I don't know. Within the last half decade, I want to say there was a yellow car.
0: I was. It was there a pink car?
1: There was. It was yellow, uh, blue, which was Captain Falcon, of course. Green and pink, and that was in order of that was the whole Mario Kart thing with fast acceleration,
0: right, right, versus
1: high top speed. Yeah, and then there was like bots. I think. Yeah. That like you could run into and would explode. That sounds right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just I just remember being a super simple game.
1: Yeah, I remember the music being really no. Dope. I
0: do remember the music
1: being a lot of fun.
0: They it was definitely yeah. one of those games where whoever the composer was got to have fun and like do sing yeah. and go kind of a little bit ham because it, it's the future. And so yeah, kind of- <laughs> I, can, I
1: can remember a ton of I the the one noise that sticks out to me and and I'm gonna do this on the podcast is gonna sound to, sound horrible is the uh, when you start. Right before the start, it just goes. Bow-whang!
0: Yes. Right before the start. Yes, that was the starting noise to get going.
1: <laughs> and they had jumps? Yes, I and think so. There were jumps. You could, and like, I think,
0: see, I thought you could get a small speed boost from doing the jumps.
1: You could do a. You could go over the jump, and I think if you held back, instead of slamming into the ground, you would kind of coast. Mm. But you could also, if you weren't careful with the jumps, you could go off the track and yeah. explode.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Explode. Because I want to
1: say there's there's a webcomic somewhere where it's, like, just being near an F-Zero track, and it's, like, some dude at his office, and then all of a sudden a car just slams through his window.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, all of the, the Captain Falcon comics, like, I think, did they make a, a comic out of they, this?
0: I don't know if they did a full comic out of this, but I, he he just, for whatever reason, really stood out to fans. Because, again, I mean, there, was there wasn't a... a lot to the game where he had, like, a super strong character or something. Like, he just existed. No, but uh, he's, he was became... there an... Even before Smash, I feel like he was popular.
1: Yeah. Like, there might have been an anime about it.
0: Oh, God. I don't know about that. Because that's
1: where the, the, the Falcon Punch came from.
0: Is that? Okay. I was wondering. I, I don't Punch.
1: know. This is, again, lots of, like,
0: nebulous cultural
1: memories. osmosis. Yeah. And, and what do we remember versus what the culture, because there's, again, a culture around Captain Falcon.
0: Right. And, or and was none he of the other M- drivers. Yeah. Th- but maybe, like, I, now I'm wondering, like, did he just, did he create his cult of personality that they have now from Smash Brothers? Like, is that where it came from? I don't I know. I don't know. We'll have to figure that I out. I don't know. But, I mean, it was, because it was a super simple, the original game was super simple. I think, I also remember yeah. that even though it was a very popular series, I feel like it stopped for a long time, which I think also added to the cult appeal of the game, is that, like, they just didn't keep doing new games. But they were mm-hmm. so popular. And so I think that's why almost it lives up in that way as well. Is that's why it can appear on like a Mario Kart and you'd be like, oh, my God, it's the F-Zero track. I want to do that. Like <laughs> it just, there's this like the lack of modernization of it has kept the rose tinted glasses on it almost, you know? Yeah. So all that being said, again, very rose tinted glasses on this, very cultural osmosis versus our memories. Chris, what is your rose tinted score for F-Zero?
1: Probably an eight and a half. I think I enjoy playing it. It was one of those, like, you could play. There was different levels that you could play, so you could enjoy it as much as you needed to. Yeah. So, eight and a half for me. What about you? What's your rose-tinted score? I
0: have to give it an eight. Again, I remember it just being mm-hmm. an easy game to pick up and play a little bit. It wasn't a game I ever wanted to play, like, all the time, all the time, because it's just there wasn't enough to it, I feel like, that I wanted to just live and play the game over and over again. But I did mm-hmm. enjoy it every time we played it. It was never a game that someone's like, let's play F-Zero, and I was like, oh, no. It was like, oh, cool, yeah, let's do it. But I don't think no. I would ever went out of my way to play it, is, I think, the difference. But that's part of it being at the babysitters as well. Like, right. you know... Road Rash, I did. I w- I picked up and play it, but that's because we owned yeah. it. It's a little different when you have a limited time playing games. Yeah. It was never the game I went out of my way to play, but I always enjoyed playing it when I had the chance. And so, uh, what does that you know, with a rose score of eight and a half, what, what's your predicted score, Chris?
1: I'm gonna go with a seven. I think uh, that the rose tinted glasses are are very heavy. I think the mechanics are gonna be not as good as I thought. Mm-hmm. I say that, and Mario Kart 64 had awful, awful mechanics. So we'll see. But let's go with that. Okay. What about you?
0: I w- also am going to give it a seven. I think that it'll be fine. I think it'll be just simple, as I'm talking about. It was, which was good back mm-hmm. then again, but maybe not so much now. And I feel like I'm going to get bored of it pretty easily because there isn't a lot to it. So I worry I'll get bored.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I'm gonna fair. i give it a
0: seven. I think it'll, it won't disappoint, but it won't amaze.
1: So an eight, an eight and a half for our row scores and then both of us said seven for the replay so we'll see when we go back and play it again we're so good at racing games so So
0: good at racing games
1: so good
0: let's go fast slightly
1: slightly better slightly worse than i don't know how would you (laughs) compare it to flying games
0: Oh, I'm definitely better at racing games than flying games. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm definitely better. I only—I don't have to. I only have to worry about left and right. I don't have to worry about. Yeah, I was gonna say down.
1: two dimensions versus three. Fair enough.
0: So let's play that Chiacarina of time. Go back to the present when we've had a chance to play this game and hopefully only blown up a couple of ships. Let's go. Ships. Cars. Ships. They're hover cars.
1: Falcon Punch. Gotta go
0: fast. I know it's Sonic, but it still applies. <laughs>
1: All right, we are back from the past, back to the present. We have played the game. We have our opinions of the game. But let's start with the plot. Katie, what can you tell me about the plot of F-Zero? Which I'm going to go to one of our other tropes of it's all there in the manual. It's all in the manual. It doesn't tell you anything in the game.
0: One thing I didn't mention about the Nintendo Power Peripheral is when you go to the stores to download the game and pay for it, they also gave you a printed copy of the manual. That was part of what you got.
1: That's amazing. It's all
0: in the manual. <laughs> <laughs> so F-Zero is set in the year 2560. Ooh, where humanity have encountered alien life. That's
1: an 8 thing. It is. With an extra zero.
0: It's a nod nod to 8-bit stuff. Yup. Humanity has had multiple encounters with alien life forms, and it's why Earth's social framework has expanded exponentially. This, of course, led to advances in commercial technology, cultural interchanges between planets, and, of course, the spring's (laughs) multi-billionaires. And another trope that we might do one day about how billionaires like to pay to watch people die, they needed more entertainment in their life, and so they wanted to watch people die. And thus, they saw Formula One, which did exist in this world, and was like, it needs to be better than Formula One. And the way that racing works is Formula... uh, F3 is less than F2, which is less than F1. So what's less than F1? F0. 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 So they created Grand Prix races called F-Zero, where people's lives were on the line and they were hover vehicles. They were called cars Cars. in the original game. They're not cars because they have no wheels. Hovercraft. (laughs) Also, again, it was all in the manual. There was an eight-page comic in the manual explaining some of this stuff.
1: That's I want to find I literally looked up the manual earlier to look at the controls
0: so speaking of having to look up the mechanics Chris tell me about some of the mechanics of this game
1: well you're not in hover cars you're in hovercraft so it's it's a pretty standard racer it, you know B to go there's a boost mechanic mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and you get a new one boost every lap you go
1: yeah, you start with zero, unless it's a time trial, uh, then you start with three, but every lap you complete, you get a boost, so that just obviously makes you go faster. There are, the shoulder buttons will shift the weight, so it's not quite, I think in my notes I called it a yaw, but it's not really a yaw, you're not moving the nose, you're just kind of sliding left and right, which is incredibly helpful. Did you know there's a break?
0: Yeah.
1: I didn't know there was a break. Never you used it. You think
0: I a... ever used the brake absolutely not
1: (laughs) i had to do what what everyone eventually learns and sometimes take your you know finger off of the accelerator yeah and i think that was the extent that was the extent of my my braking i was just engine and arrow braking instead so pretty standard uh controls there you do have energy like we talked about this could be knocked off if you run into other cars
0: it's basically a health bar
1: it is a health bar if you hit mines because that's a thing yeah. There's no like just randomly there there'll just be a, a section with a, a handful of mines. There is the as I called them or as they're, you know, referred to in, in Formula One and other racing, there's curbs. It's big, yeah, you know, glowing balls on the side of, of the track that kind of kind of look like curbs that you would see in, in some of the formula series if you run into those it'll hurt which yes. again made me laugh because it was very much formula one like if you're trying to take a line they clearly you'll cut over influence the influence from and, formula One oh, yeah to
0: do this game i would say you can get some of your energy back in what the equivalent of pit lanes, basically, is sometimes you'd yeah. pull it to the side to do it. Every once in a while, it was, like, just on the course, and you couldn't avoid it. I think those were on the really hard courses that, like...
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like it was mostly Death, death Wind was, like, yes, the main I one. I don't know death if it really showed up in... But, yeah, normally it was on, like, the front straight. And mm-hmm. you'd have to peel off to the side. I remember yeah, so was- when we played this as kids, it must have been during a time trial because I would have been eliminated. I would just stop in the pit lane yeah. and let my health go all the way up. And then just- I'm
0: not going to lie. I did that a couple times when I was either well enough ahead that I felt like I had a good gap. that I I didn't stop, but I 100% took my finger off the, the gas. It oh, like, just slow down a little bit. As long yeah. as possible. Because, of course, I was running into the walls all the time.
1: Well, and if you hit the walls wrong, like if you tried to take a corner a little bit too quickly and hit it like if you tried to skim the curbs and hit the wall, it could possibly bounce you backwards. Yes. And then you would just start pinballing around and it's yeah, there was one of those that's like there was
0: the really tight corners where I definitely went back and forth. (laughs) It's
1: like this is broken, the physics are broken here. Oh god, let me stop.
0: Yeah. So in regards, we talked about the laps and everything like that. There's five laps to every race. Mm -hmm. and every lap you had to be higher and higher within the rankings basically to stay in the race so like first lap is just everybody the second lap I think you have to be in like top eight and the third lap you need to be top five and then the last like the fourth lap you need to in to the la- top three or something to that effect yeah
1: like the last lap you need to be in the top three or you'd be eliminated right and then because not only are there the four main drivers who have names i mean i'm sure they had names because we all knew captain falcon yes. i did not know the other three
0: they only tell you when you're picking your, your craft at the beginning it has a name for each car
1: i clearly wasn't even paying attention didn't even see it there <laughs> i before we go back into that, go back to the, because they, they threw in other racers, Yes, they were essentially the backmarkers, like the yeah. maybe after the first lap, I think it's probably after the first lap, you would start catching up to people, Yes, like and just so this generic little shell looking car.
0: Yeah, and that's the explanation also of when we say the computer is a cheating bastard, it was only the named cars. It wasn't these extra little cars that you would yeah. constantly pass, because they would blow up on you sometimes, because I kept they hitting could the hurt ones you. that were flashing, yeah. and they hurt me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But go yeah, into the, the four different main characters because yeah. you could there's only four. It's not you know, Mario Kart where there's eight. Nope, just four I say this, but what, there was eight characters in Mario Kart, but Originally. essentially it was it was four pairs of two. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Because they each have kind of that same profile of their different cars. Let's see if I could guess who these are based on their names. I can't. Who are these people? There's do you well, have the
0: falcon we, is the blue was the car. blue
1: car which has I, a name that i don't remember
0: uh, that i don't remember i believe uh i believe samurai goroth is the purple car okay i'm pretty sure that's the one i played at or pink purple whatever that color was yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and i think you said oh. earlier in the notes who the yellow car was the yellow car was oh no you named the car itself golden fox oh yes it's Probably the name of the car, which is the yeah, yellow the, one,
0: which I believe is okay. So here we go. Ah, we got it. I I pulled it up. There's the pink car. Is the Fire Stingray?
1: That makes sense because it's round and it's got a big singular fin in the back. Right. Because you know that fin that's on stingrays.
0: <laughs> I was right. The pink is is Samurai Gorith. Mm-hmm. So I, I did I did get that right. The blue car is the Blue Falcon, which is Captain Falcon. Yep. Fine, fine. The golden fox fa- is Doctor Stewart.
1: Sure. So sure. Pico is the green,
0: and Pico is the green wild goose.
1: Sure, that was a, that was the one that just looked like a hockey puck. Yes, and that was neat because when you turned, it was like it had a like a vectored thrust. So like the little engine yeah. would turn and instead apparently, of the rudders. His
0: home, Pico's homeworld, is Deathwind.
1: Oh. Or- Sure
0: this again, none of this is ever said in the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess some of that might be the drivers are in the drivers are in uh,
0: yes but in the
1: because because I thought that was really cool where you could select each car mm-hmm. like when you were picking and it would show you like the top speed and they would show you an acceleration curve.
0: Yeah, I liked the acceleration curve.
1: So like the Golden Fox was lowest top speed but highest acceleration. Like yeah. it would immediately get up and Captain Falcon was was the next and then the, yeah, whatever the pink one was, the The, the pink Stingray. Stingray, yeah.
0: The Stingray, I believe, was the more like all-around car kind of thing. It had the top speed. That was the slow,
1: that was the, that was the highest top speed, slowest acceleration. Yeah. That was your Donkey Kong and Bowser.
0: That's why I always played as it because yeah. I'm not good at starting. I'm, I'm, I'll finish.
1: That means you probably should have gotten the other two because if you're running into things all the time you want to get back up to speed quickly No, that's
0: the problem is i didn't want to run into people at the beginning i wanted them to go away at the beginning and then i would be (laughs) easier to avoid them later so we kind of alluded to it in the speed running the grand prix consists of three different leagues as they call Mm -hmm. them which is the knight queen and king each of which consists of five races per league yep and there's a lot of repeating courses. Deathwind we talk about, but there's certain like courses that like you'll go in one, two, and three, depending on which league you're in. And then, of course, they get progressively harder from knight to queen to king.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a different layout of the track. Like Deathwind yeah. one is just an oval, and Deathwind two is you know your oval with with some roval yeah. stuff. What, what's edited. really
0: interesting is the courses like Deathwind one included basically Deathwind two elements. You just couldn't get to them or get. Oh on yeah, them.
1: they just had a wall in the way. Yeah. So.
0: So you, you could almost see those next. So that's where I was talking about. The, if you tried to shortcut in some of them, because there's stuff that exists, the game was like, nah. Yeah. And would pull you back.
1: There are ramps, so you could jump into the air, and that was another mechanic. When you're in the air, you hold up and down. Yep, and like that would send you higher or lower. And you would lose speed if you didn't hold down when you hit the ground. So you would hear like a little, like it was like the little repair noise. Yeah. If you hit the ground well, if not, it just kind of gave you a loud thunk. It didn't hurt you.
0: No, unless you
1: flew off the track, which I did when you went over a jump, which I did too, because when you're trying. When you're trying to hold back to make yourself fly higher, or if you're going really fast... Like using a boost, you could literally overfly the track.
0: And I I definitely hit the ramp sometimes at not perfect angles. And so I definitely flew off sideways.
1: There was also speed boosts in the ground every once in a while. Mm -hmm. So it would just be like a free turbo, essentially. So a lot of chaos.
0: And it is, I think, important to note that a lot of these elements seem really generic to every racing game, and they are. F-Zero originated a lot of these elements, Yes. This game definitely was the originator of a lot of, especially the techno racers. They Mm -hmm. get a lot of it from F-Zero. This comes from, a lot of the concepts originated in F-Zero. So as generic as it sounds, remembering that this is the first game that existed in the series and existed in a lot of ways in this type of game is important.
1: It wasn't just your spy hunter where you're on a, just one road that kind of goes left and right. This was a track that you had to go around. It wasn't just like a top down going around around a track or just in a line like excite bike like yeah this was this was one of those first like racer like modern racers yeah. as you think of them
0: and as we mentioned there were different difficulty levels there were four beginner standard expert and master i'm not going to lie i didn't do anything above standard because i could barely do standard
1: yep Me too.
0: I think this is our good segue into our actual gameplay of it. I, unsurprisingly, was bad, but not as bad as I thought I was going to be.
1: No, you did pretty well. I watched watched a couple times that you streamed it.
0: Yeah. I got through some of the earlier races better than I thought. Again, of course I didn't use the brake why i literally didn't know
1: there was a break
0: i did know because i lift and coast chat to be fair told me why aren't you breaking
1: Uh, (laughs) oh i know i yelled at you why weren't you uh holding up when you went over jumps
0: and i didn't know about that at the time i was like right this is why (laughs) because i kept dying on one jump because i couldn't make it all the way across and you're just like why Uh aren't you holding up and i was like oh that explains Uh, why i'm not making it
1: or down down holding down because it's an airplane
0: sure but again, this is... And I, I, I jumped straight into the to the races. I didn't do the practice and stuff. But I don't even think in the practice oh, no. it would have explained it. It's all in the manual. They don't explain no, the buttons yeah, yeah, yeah. in the game. It's all in the manual.
1: That's why I looked up the manual earlier, because I was writing up my notes, and I went, was there a break in this game? Because I never used one. And then I looked it up and went, oh, dang, there was a break. I feel like that would have made certain things significantly easier.
0: Probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there were a Whoa. lot of hairpins. Say that.
0: So many hairpins. Oh, my God. there were like right angle turns sometimes that were real hard. Yeah. And the as we talked about, the bumpers at the top of the controller helped you make those turns a little bit better and stuff like that. So you did need to use those. And I did pick up on that. In general, it became intuitive in the way that all racers have similar controls at the end of the day, or a Mm -hmm. lot of them do. But again, this game was one of the first to do a lot of those elements. Yeah. It, because of that, it became very intuitive when you're playing. I think I started using the bumpers before fully realizing what they were doing because I'm just used to racing games <laughs> using <the> bumpers <laughs> that way. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's just like that muscle memory from other. And I mean, there's a whole philosophy of game design of that where you just mm-hmm. design games around common button layouts yeah. like you know anytime you play a shooter I know there's a couple where it's like your fire button was X or something like that I, I forget yeah. exactly what it was but it just deviated so much from what the standard of shooters are and that's when you notice you're like oh this is not okay
0: I remember it's the idea of like jump for like platformers is always almost always that bottom button in the track mm-hmm. like in the in the diamond it's always that bottom button no matter what system it is and I remember seeing a meme online that was like all games should use like the top button as jump because you're going up and the number of people who responded and were like how dare no. you <laughs> like you can't change these things. yeah so that was easy to fall into with the game mm-hmm. it definitely was not easy it also had one of those intentional stress noises of when you're not in the the rank that you need to to qualify for the next lap yeah it made this real obnoxious Oh my god, I got like so a whoop, annoyed. Whoop, 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 whoop. Constantly. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I, I thought that elimination mechanic was super interesting because I yeah. had I'd kind of forgotten about that, I think. And, I had too. Because I think a
0: lot of it we played multiplayer, so we weren't necessarily using that. but.
1: Right, that's fair. That's definitely fair. Also, it was interesting where you had to win to advance. It's not like Mario Kart where there was. Points, right? Well, you had to win. You had to win. You You had had to to come in first place in the league. You had to, not in the race. Oh,
0: Oh, I got like third place in the race, and I got to go to the next race anyway. It it, is definitely points.
1: Uh, All right, I believe you. For some reason, I thought you had to win every single race. I guess if you're in the top three, that was.
0: (laughs) I definitely got through on third place sometimes, but that's all you have to do. But you had to, in order to qualify for the next league, you had to be in first place by the end of the five races.
1: All right. Fair enough. That makes sense.
0: So the elimination reminds me of yeah. when, uh producer Kyle brought up the in Olympic bike racing, where they like they have like the oval racing, where they're just going oh, around Oh, track the oval. cycling? Track cycling. Yeah. They'll do that same thing of like at this lap, the last person is just eliminated, and then the next lap, the last person is eliminated, and they slowly pick them off the back, basically. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how it long It sounds like it's criterion
1: existed, racing, too. But that's what exists in, now, so it's yeah. interesting.
0: But again, that was a unique mechanic for this game that no other really racer had at the time. And really no other racer does currently, as far as I'm aware. I'm sure there's one or two out there, but F-Zero pioneered it, really.
1: Yeah, none none of the big franchises that I could think about. Yeah. Maybe Burnout, because that seems like a thing that they would do.
0: Maybe. Like
1: kind of a shtick that they would have. But it's been a long time since I played a burnout game.
0: Yeah, but they don't really do they don't do laps either in Burnout. They're just like it'd be almost like at certain points in the race. Yeah. Still, it was it it added an extra layer of needing to push at certain points versus others. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, like I would often especially cuz I picked the car that didn't have a strong acceleration, I would often end mm. the first lap in like 5th place. <laughs> cuz like I I I just wouldn't yeah. start strong and then I would slowly yeah. move up from there. And so that worked to my benefit cuz as long as you ended the race in the top 3, that's all that mattered. Right. Like, there's no fast you know, lap. It's just, you know, finish <laughs> the race.
1: Judicious use of that turbo boost. Uh, one of our Twitch oh, viewers, yeah. longtime Twitch viewers, harassed me to no end because I was using the boost at the wrong part of the track.
0: Apparently. I, I was, it was like, very I have, bad about that.
1: I have never given this any thought other than use it on the front straight. Like... <laughs>
0: I was like, I always try to use it on the straights or the few times I tried to be smart about it were the mine sections. I would try to use the boost because a lot of times, so some parts of the course, there would be rough patches that you could drive over, but they would slow your car down. So there yep. was like a main part of the course that they wanted you to go on, but there'd be rough patches that you could go on but it'd slow you down. And mm-hmm. I'd often use my boost, especially if the main part of the course had like mines all over it. I'd be like, I'm going to boost through the rough patches instead. Oh, yeah. And that was really like, like that was my strategic use of boost is like <laughs> I'm going to use it in the rough patches, so I'm going... About the same speed as I normally would be in a non rough patch, but then I don't have to deal with mines.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if I ever thought about that.
0: So sometimes I was strategic.
1: I liked some of the mechanics that they kind of threw in, like in Death Wind, where you would literally have a crosswind. So it would just, you would have like gusts. So every once in a while, the car would be thrown sideways.
0: Yeah, the gusts of wind were annoying.
1: Was it like Port City? I think that had like the weird little gravity strip things they would yes. like suck you onto these strips on the side of the course and you either had to go at an angle or like hold down the weight distribution away from it to keep from being pulled into those and damaged by them
0: yeah i didn't like and it confused me the first couple times it happened i'm like what is happening why
1: am i going this way Why? Are you at doing least that this? kind of had an object like death wind other than it was called death wind you'd just be thrown around on the back straight and you're like what what what, what?
0: Yeah, and it just, they don't explain it again because they don't tell you anything. They're just like, and no. go. <laughs>
1: Going back to our trope of the day, I wrote down a specific note that the rubber banding is just awful in this game. Oh, it's game. so bad. It's you so, lose so bad. Like, it's so
0: bad. The number of times I would be so far ahead and then suddenly they would appear behind me. I'm like-
1: Because they give you that little notification, the little like, yep. orange orange and yellow chevron that's like, behind you. It's just like, ah.
0: I ditched you forever ago why
1: Why? this makes no sense
0: but no it was it was definitely frustrating at times but you know it was still again having so much of it be intuitive and being able to play it and pick it up really easily and just kind of figure it out was really helpful for the game and the music is freaking fire
1: I I was gonna say I've got a, a very specific note about that the music was so good even for that you know bit music like 816 bit music it's so good like it's it's just so good i went on spotify to like put myself in the mood for writing these notes Mm -hmm. there are so many covers of all of the f-zero songs like
0: how do you not you know
1: yeah uh now i've got all of them stuck in my head (laughs) like the oh yeah big blue mute city like
0: and the sound effects were helpful throughout the game as well. Of like, like we said, of of being in the healing zone, of mm-hmm. someone coming up behind you, it made a little noise. Of using your boost and stuff, like you know those little like things that popped up as well. So that mm-hmm. that was helpful as well. I always remember the, the opening sound, the b- like the,
1: the yeah the do
0: yeah like in the build up, you could feel yeah. the build up. It, I will admit, it also took me a while of my habit from Mario Kart of like you don't want to hold on to the accelerate to start oh. Mario Kart. That is not true in F Zero. You absolutely nope. You could. Just
1: You could just mash on that accelerator. It took me
0: longer than I am willing to admit to start
1: (laughs) doing that. Yeah, the, the sound design was just like, you could hear the engine spooling up and spooling down. Yep. Uh, as I said, with the jumps, you could hear that like thud if you don't land it correctly. Yep. You know the noise of running over the curbs, and I guess the the flashing too, which I think you had a note somewhere where what in a re-release they actually toned down.
0: They toned it down. The flashing so
1: when you go over the curbs. Kids get seizures. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would literally like flash the whole screen. That was the way that. And what uh, you know when you re-release on like a Wii or a Wii U, you don't need that effect anymore. There's yeah. other other. There's more resources to be able to do but that still, but still yeah they did they had yeah. to
0: tone it down so it didn't give kids seizures <laughs> Huzzah!
1: but overall i had a fun experience replaying this game even if it was also incredibly frustrating at oh, the same incredibly time frustrating.
0: <laughs> but i agree with you i had more fun than i was expecting and i I joke like I'm always bad at these games I was I was better than I thought I was gonna be because I think it was able to easily fall into it and understand what I was playing and I also again played it at a really low level but that's okay the game didn't really punish me by being yeah. a standard or a beginner because it was like nah you're learning it's fine Like, and I appreciate that I didn't feel like oh my car's going real slow because I'm in beginner like it wasn't like right. that at all and I appreciate that
1: it felt more like a racing game to me than Mario Kart which is like kind of like that novelty kart racing Like, yeah. and of course people break That all the time to make it go fast, but like F Zero, just as as old as it is, like felt like a racing game. Like you're trying to find racing lines, you're trying to. It it just felt like that, I guess, more so than more so than Mario Kart, in my opinion. And I
0: think, I I mean, I think a lack of weapons, quote unquote, is a big reason for that. You have to just race better Mm -hmm. because there's no blue shell that's going to help you at the end of the day, right? But all that said, Chris, what is your final score for F Zero?
1: This is tough. I would say uh, I'm going to go a seven and a half which is not a terrible score and this is this is me trying to be better even if i give this is like all of my untapped rankings where everything's a four or above no seven and a half i thought it was a solid game i think it some of the mechanics do kind of show it's Show their age a little bit. It's a graphics, obviously, but again, I don't... It wasn't bad to the point of not being able to see anything. Music was great. I've just talked myself into giving it an 8 instead because of all of that. Because Okay, I fine. Do th- it's an 8. I know. You're the worst. I, <laughs> I do think it holds up fairly well in most places. The AI is bad. I'll use a quote from Fernando Alonso making fun of Lewis Hamilton where he said it's way easier to drive out in front when you're in first place. it is true. And this game absolutely... When you're when you're trying to pass cars, the AI is rough.
0: But I will say, being in first place doesn't always give you that benefit in this game because you lap people, and so you run into people in the back, and they always cause that is problems true. Cause they'd be the ones flashing because they're low on energy, which means if you touch them, they explode, and I always managed to hit them as much as I tried <laughs> not to. <laughs>
1: So yes, yes. Eight, 8 out of 10. I did. It was frustrating, but not in like a, this game is broken frustrating. It's a, sure. I need to be better frustrating for the most part. Yeah, So fair. like You like, predicted like, a I 7,
0: say. so, you know.
1: All right, there we dimension. go. So but what about you? What is, what is your final score?
0: I'm going to give it a 7. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to, but there are still a lot of flaws with it. There was still some frustration, and it can be repetitive after a while. As much as the courses change from league uh. to league, I can't imagine playing that game for more than an hour at a time and just I, I couldn't I couldn't keep playing it after an hour I'd have to take breaks it would have to come the next day it's not a game that you can play for long chunks of time because it's too repetitive in my opinion it's yeah like I could that see that, it was, that would be hard in that sense it's just repetitive and so I don't think I. it's a game that I would want to go back to all the time it's definitely a game I would want to visit occasionally and so I think that has to lower the score down which is why I'm going to give it a seven and not any higher but I, I genuinely had fun playing it I did it just yeah. isn't a game I want to play all the time.
1: Yeah, you've got to be in the right mindset to play this for a long time. Like the, the courses are are varied, and I do appreciate the the varied courses. But it is the same thing, you know, because there's not a lot of frills. There's no, you're not going underwater. You're not flipping around right. upside down. In but, this
0: first game, there's just not a lot of yeah elements to differentiate after a while so anyway i we definitely recommend playing this game if you have a chance it's on the virtual console it's on the snes yes. classic it's available in, as we said a lot of different places it's a lot of fun to play it's not very deep but it's fun
1: it's probably a good party game i mean party game for two people it's not like an eight person party game do a like, lot of
0: people with
1: it you could play two
0: check it out if you have the chance we had fun playing it but it's just not a game that i'm gonna revisit all the time
1: that's that's absolutely fair
0: uh, so, Chris, now that we've finished up F-Zero, what's our next game
1: going to be? Our next game is going to be taking a wildly massive shift from what we've been doing. And we are going to do rock bands, Guitar Hero, all of those rhythm games with peripherals. Because somebody decided to buy one off the internet and someone else decided that they're going to be in town at the same time that this is happening. So... Woo!
0: There, there will be, be some videos streaming. involved. <laughs> so look forward to that. So, We're playing rhythm games, specifically Rock Band Guitar Hero, maybe some DJ Hero if we can figure it out.
1: If I still have that thing lying around, because I'm pretty sure I threw out 90% of that plastic junk. <laughs>
0: So look forward to that next episode. Thank you again for joining us along this journey and for being accepting that we're sometimes late. Join us on social media. You'll hear updates when we get these kind of random episodes that come out. We do post over there on GWGW Show, whether on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. We're over, of course, on Twitch as well, streaming most of these games. So that's always good fun. You could watch us stream and be crazy. So join us over there as well.
1: And we will be better about streaming. We do have a game kind of in the pipeline that is a handheld, game, which is making streaming slightly more difficult, but we're going to try to do as much streaming as we can, uh, especially we'll we'll always try to do coast-to-coast co-op on yep. Tuesdays. Big thanks to all of our listeners. We couldn't do this without you guys. It's so much fun talking with you all. Big thanks to our producers for, for being around, keeping us on schedule, making sure we're, we're doing stuff the right way. We don't sound too stupid or when we do, they let us know right away so we can <laughs> do it again.
0: Thank you all again for being understanding about our flexible schedules. Otherwise, it's safe. Goodbye, Chris.
1: Goodbye, Chris.
0: Bye, everyone. Falcon
1: Punch! I was
0: gonna say, I can't believe you haven't done that yet. Falcon <laughs> <laughs> Punch! That was a weird handoff. I'm gonna try that again. <laughs> I
1: was gonna say, I think you want me to say something there.
0: Wasn't ready. Okay.